What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Strange News Daily is a production of iHeartMedia. In a world full of bizarre events, unsolved mysteries, and a billion stories from all corners of the globe, some news gets lost in the shuffle. This is your gateway to the stories on the fringe of the mainstream map. These are your dispatches in the dark. I'm Ben Bolin, and this is the Strange News Daily. Our first story today takes place right here in the state of Georgia, where our show is based. Do you remember your first driving test? For a lot of people, this was a nerve-wracking experience. Parallel parking still fills plenty of veteran drivers with anxiety, and parents teaching their kids to drive experience a whole other level of worry. Yet, still, learning to drive is a tremendous rite of passage. There's nothing quite like the profound sense of freedom you experience that first time you hop behind the wheel. You might think kids aren't able to get licenses due to the ongoing pandemic, but as Superchib over on Twitter informed us, licenses are still being issued without the kids ever taking a road test. It's true. Georgia is temporarily allowing all 16-year-old applicants to get a license without taking the road test requirement. As you might imagine, this has plenty of people, observers, parents, and drivers alike, concerned. The move by Georgia Governor Brian Kemp suspends the in-person road test for an estimated 30,000 teens waiting to upgrade from their learner's permit. According to Spencer Moore, Commissioner of the state's Department of Driver Services, this move allows the driver to move to that next phase without having to take the road test. Instead, Teens can obtain their full license online with one important catch. 
According to the commissioner of the DDS, the applicants must provide a written statement attesting that they have completed nearly 40 hours of supervised training with the help of either an adult or a professional instructor. And despite the concerns, tons of people have already successfully applied. Moore noted that within one hour alone, 730 teens upgraded through the website. This website, by the way, has about an 80% pass rate. In fact, most people get their licenses on the first try. Of course, this remains a somewhat controversial move. Even some teenagers are against it. 15-year-old Tanner Wiggins says he doesn't think young drivers should be on the road without that in-person road test, saying, as a driver, I want to know for myself that I'm ready to be on the road too. What do you think, folks? Should young drivers be able to hop behind the wheel without an actual road test? My favorite part of this story, by the way, comes from a mother named Jen Hancock, who asks, if we have a stay-at-home order, where do these 16-year-olds need to drive? (laughs) Jen, I hate to say it, but you make a great and pretty amusing point. Our second story today is one our research guru, Sam Teagarden, hipped me to. Sam likes to call this one Shrimp Sabotage. Over at the Yangjiang Nuclear Power Station in Guangdong Province, China, authorities have had to shut down the six power-generating units of the complex due to attacks of masses of shrimp. Well, maybe attack is a strong word here. Enormous shoals of these tiny krill-like shrimp measuring just a few centimeters long have repeatedly flooded the seawater diversion channel and the water pumping stations of the complex. This first shrimp sabotage occurred on March 24th, causing one of the power-generating units to go into automatic safe shutdown. The other five continued running at 80% capacity. After some intense cleaning, the shutdown unit was able to resume operation the next day. For a little while, at least. You see, later that same day, you have to respect the shrimp's tenacity here, another large group of shoals infiltrated the pumping station. This time, four units were shut down automatically. The station controllers shut off the other two units in the interest of safety. This event was rated a level one on the International Nuclear and Radiological Event Scale. That's pretty good. It means that it was an anomaly that had no safety or health concerns. For comparison, only two nuclear events have ever been rated at the top of the scale as level 7 major accidents. Those are, of course, the Chernobyl disaster in 1986 and Fukushima in 2011. China's Nuclear Regulatory Agency says the situation is now under control. Han Chen, the head and chair professor of nuclear engineering at City University of Hong Kong, Hong Kong, by the way, is about 230 kilometers or 146 miles from the plant, says that this event wasn't actually a surprise. Pan notes, this incident is not unexpected. The power plant uses seawater as a coolant for the condenser, and occasionally aquatic mammals may get too close to the intake and cause such incidents. And the weirdest part, this isn't the first time this has happened. 
Luke Bing Lam, chairman of the Hong Kong Nuclear Society, stated similar events have occurred at nuclear power plants using seawater as a coolant for their power generating units, including non-nuclear units, throughout the world, including China. China's nuclear safety regulator additionally said it asked all nuclear power station operators to use marine life detection systems in light of this and similar incidents. But Pond raised concerns that these shrimp might be just too small to be detected by these systems. We will continue to keep an eye on these shrimp invaders, and should they succeed in permanently shutting down the plants, we assure you we will update with any forthcoming manifestos or lists of demands on their part. Our third story for today takes us back in time to a surprisingly progressive practice. Recycling, as it turns out, is far from some newfangled environmental phenomenon. New excavations reveal that ancient Romans may have, in fact, invented recycling, and it turns out they were pretty great at it. Professor Allison Emerson, an American academic who is part of a large team working at Pompeii, said trash was piled up along almost the entire external wall on the city's north side. Some of these mounds were several feet high, and they had bits of ceramic and plaster inside them. These bits could be repurposed to be used as construction materials. The mounds had previously been thought to have been formed when an earthquake struck the city about 17 years before the infamous volcanic eruption. Most of these mounds were cleared in the mid-1900s, but some are still being discovered. Scientific analysis has now traced some of the trash from the city sites to suburban deposits, the equivalent of modern landfills, and then back to the city where the material was incorporated into buildings like earth floors. Emerson's team found that part of the city was actually built out of trash. The piles outside the walls weren't material that was dumped to get rid of it. They were outside of the walls to be collected and sorted to be resold inside the walls of the city. Pompeii was a happening place, pre-eruption at least. The architecture was top-notch, including villas, public buildings, open squares, shops, brothels, bathhouses. There was even an amphitheater that could seat up to 20,000 people for bloody displays and gladiatorial games. The ancient tragedy of the volcanic eruption has made Pompeii a uniquely preserved city. Under the hardened layers of ash and pumice and rock and thyme, you can find all sorts of evidence of day-to-day life, including things like a preserved loaf of bread and one particular individual preserved in the middle of of an intimate experience. We're a family show, so I won't spoil this on air, but write to me at Twitter if you would like to know more about that one. Anyhow, here's how Emerson discovered this case of bygone recycling. Her team used soil samples to trace the movement of trash across the city. Emerson said the soil that we excavate differs based on where the garbage was originally left and that garbage dumped in places like latrines or cesspits leaves behind a rich organic soil. 
In contrast, she continues, waste that accumulated over time on the streets or in mounds outside the city results in a much sandier soil. This difference in soil allows us to see whether the garbage had been generated in the place where it was found or gathered from somewhere else to be reused and recycled. And it turns out our cities in the modern day still have a lot to learn from Pompeii. Emerson notes modern approaches to waste management focus on removing rubbish from our daily lives. She says, for the most part, we don't care what happens to our trash as long as it's taken away. What I found in Pompeii is an entirely different priority, that waste was being collected and sorted for recycling. The Pompeians, says Emerson, lived much closer to their garbage than most of us would find acceptable, not because the city lacked infrastructure and they didn't bother to manage trash, but because their systems of urban management were organized around different principles. This point has relevance for the modern garbage crisis. The countries that most effectively manage their waste have applied a version of the ancient model, prioritizing commodification rather than simple removal. Regardless of space and time, it seems we humans are still trying to figure out solutions to the same age-old problems. That's all for now. We've been asking you to chime in with suggestions for stories you think your fellow listeners should know about, for terrible jokes, uh, for your own personal experiences with COVID-19. Let us know. Tag hashtag StrangeDaily on Twitter or reach out to me directly. I'm at HSW on Twitter or at BenBullen on Instagram. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Dylan Fagan. Uh, listeners, by the way, you might notice that Dylan switches up and tweaks the music in different episodes. So give it a listen and let us know your favorite Easter eggs there. And thanks as well to our research associate, Sam Shrimp Sabotage Teagarden. And most importantly, thanks to you. I'm Ben Bolin. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, stay strange. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279. 
or visit cheapoair.com slash podcast.